0: This is Brittany Estep.
1: And I'm Chip Richter.
0: And you're listening to the Roots and Wings podcast.
1: A conversation about faith, family, and parenting. We're glad you're listening.
2: just remember like just trying because i just remember them everybody kept saying there was so much blood so i just was like looking at all y'all faces yeah. and i just really wanted to have josh's face in my mind you know i don't know if that's being too dramatic but i just didn't know like i
1: don't think you can be too I, dramatic in this <laughs> what moment what
2: i see his face again so i that was all i was oh just really goodness. thinking about i just yeah. was like kept looking at him until i couldn't see him anymore so
3: There were a lot of uh, questions I had that, um, I didn't, I didn't want to ask, uh, maybe because I was scared of the answer, mm-hmm. but I do remember being concerned about Megan because there was a lot of concern about the babies, but, um, I mean, we just didn't know what was going on. So I remember asking about Megan mm-hmm. if she was going to be all right. Uh, that, that whole night was just the longest night ever. <laughs>
1: um,
3: but, uh. Having her wheeled away, you know, and to not be able to see her anymore, I remember that being like an overwhelming moment in that night.
1: Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Roots and Wings podcast. This is um, this is part two of our interview with Josh and Megan Osborne and their story. Um, We uh, Brittany and I are here together, and we just listened to that (laughs) clip, and both of us. Took us, I'm not
0: doing very good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> took us right back to that moment. It was, it was overwhelming. And uh, we're, we're not going to say too much just because we're both pretty choked up here. But we're just going to let you listen and dive into the episode. Um, this story is powerful. It's moving. Um, it's, a, it's a testimony of, well, I'll just let you listen. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's just let them say it for us.
1: Here you go. So at this point, that there was no understanding of why this was happening, why the, why you're bleeding, why you're, you were going into labor though, that was happening.
3: Right. right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They they told us that um, there was a lot of blood and that Megan's body had probably gone into like a, a safety mode mm-hmm. and and started the birth process. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, some hours of waiting. Yeah. Was some, about
2: what? Twelve.
3: Through the night. Yeah. yeah. It
2: was like early morning that I suddenly got really sick and threw up and my water broke, I think they said, or I don't know, it was just a crazy couple minutes A bit there, of a blur. They in rushed that time. me into emergency C section then and um, So they
1: determined they were gonna do a C section to yeah, take the babies out. Yep. To bring the babies out and then yeah. Okay, so um what were your thoughts in all that, Josh? I mean, I think I remember Megan. You might have been a little bit yeah giving you something.
2: I just remember like just trying because I just remember them. Everybody kept saying there was so much blood, so I just was like looking at all y'all faces, yeah. and I just really wanted to have Josh's face in my mind. You know, I don't know if that's being too dramatic, but I just didn't know. Like I don't
1: think you can be too I, dramatic in this <laughs> Would
2: I see his face again. So I that was all I was oh just really goodness. thinking about. I just yeah. was like kept looking at him till I couldn't see him anymore. So
1: So Josh, what were your thoughts as they were wheeling your wife and your daughters
3: yeah. down the hall? I mean um I think uh there were there were a lot of questions I had that um I didn't I didn't want to ask uh, maybe because I was scared of the answer, mm-hmm. but I do remember being concerned about Megan because there was a lot of concern about the babies, but mm-hmm. um I mean we just didn't know what was going on, so I remember asking about Megan mm-hmm. if she was gonna be all right um that that whole night was just the longest night ever mm-hmm. um, but uh having her wheeled away, you know and to not be able to see her anymore, I remember that being like a, an overwhelming moment in that night. I remember that too, Josh. I remember that too. Um, okay. So.
2: <clears throat> Don't make me cry. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um. So then I remember the doctor coming back and saying, um, I remember her saying, you have... Two beautiful baby girls. Congratulations! Wow. Do you know what their names are? <laughs> wow! And it was that fast. Wow! And
1: uh, how much time had passed since they had taken Megan in? was it maybe. Oh my! Maybe half an hour.
3: Yeah, it wasn't very long. It was, it was less than an hour.
1: Pretty short amount of time, actually.
3: Yeah, and I mean, like we had said at the at the ultrasound, they hadn't really been 100 percent right on the sex of both babies. So we right. had a, a girl name picked out that we liked, but we didn't have. Um, we had a couple girl names that we, we were still like deciding. A list,
2: and, yeah. yeah, that was like our favorite part. We loved kicking around names. Yeah, we loved that. So we yeah. didn't like rush that process at all.
3: Yeah, yeah. So we definitely weren't ready with names. No. Well, what what
1: name did you definitely have? Which one did you definitely have?
3: We knew Riley. We we really we both knew Riley for sure. Um,
1: so Riley was one name, and the other name you weren't sure about.
3: We yeah, we were debating between a couple names, and actually the name. Oh, well, I was going to go with was the name I wanted, but I wanted to check with Megan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> good,
3: good one. Dad. Yeah. So I <laughs> good said, job, dad. I, I said, maybe let's just hold off on the name. So they said, that's fine. We're just going to call them baby A and baby B. So um, then I remember going back to get Megan um, to see her in recovery. And um, I, I told her um, that uh, we had had two girls because um, like I said, I mean, that was, that was new information new. to us. Yeah. Right. And Megan was doing fine? Yeah, she was still coming out of some of the anesthesia and things, sure. but she was definitely able to have a conversation with me. And mm-hmm. um, the, the other name that we were talking about was Avery. And so I, I actually just said, um, Avery. Or I said, Riley is doing really well and they're not so sure about Avery right now. Um, uh, and <laughs> Megan, <laughs> I think maybe the first thing she said to me was, well, you nixed Finley pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> so Finley. And I just
2: remember he had tears in his eyes and he was like, all right then, Finley, Finley. <laughs> Finley. Riley and Finley. <laughs> Finley.
1: So Finley was in the mix and then Avery, sounds like Josh liked Avery and Yeah, I guess yeah. it all it was,
2: just happened. Before, under yeah. anesthetic,
1: it yeah. came yeah. out and right away. So yeah. I said, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> so, so, Finley and Riley. So the girls' names were Riley and Finley. Yeah. And and, and
2: we had didn't even have like middle names picked out, but... I had just like just a couple of days before throughout out joy because that was kind of something that we felt like we're learning, um, about. learning about, like God was teaching about, teaching us about joy. And so oh, I was like, that's, really? a, that's it, kind this of This cool is before
1: name. all of this happened? Oh, yeah, a like couple got, days. You, you've been talking days, about before. the idea of joy and being joyful. Just a joyful couple of
2: days. I, I just told him, you know, because we were feeling... Like really heavy, (laughs) not as much as we thought we'd be later, but at the time we felt like really burdened by finishing school by Hmm. like, are we going to have enough money to raise two kids? We don't have enough money to pay off our school loans. We live in a little apartment that we rent. Mm -hmm. Um, We had one good working car. Just just, we were were just just feeling the the weight of life, and it was kind of like taking away from mm. that joy of what we were experiencing at Christmas and telling everybody. Mm. And um, I just, you know, told Josh, you know, like when I go to school every day and I hang out with the kids, like you can't possibly have a bad day because as soon as you walk into that classroom and Mm. that like. Their joy, their energy just lights up that place. And I said, that's going to happen, you know, for us. Like, we're going to have kids. It's going to fill this house. It's going to, you know, make it a joyful place. So and you were
1: anticipating the joy of being yeah. mom and having well, children? Well, yeah, just having kids
2: at home. And that, yeah. that was going to make, it was going to be really cool. So joy yeah. was something we were kicking around. And then Josh really liked the name Rogue because yeah. he always wanted to have, like, a little trailblazer. And uh. we didn't. Ha- like it and, all rogue,
3: and rogue means, I you know,
2: I think it's his own meaning. Just means trailblazer to him. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. yeah someone who goes off the beaten path. The rogue is, warrior. Huh? Yeah. Is, is, <laughs> right. str- is strong and um, right. And unique. Uh, I think I probably got it from you know an X Men movie. <laughs> um, but I I loved the name. I wanted if we were gonna have a girl, I wanted rogue to be in there somewhere. So cool.
2: So it it happened really quick. So there wasn't like time for us to be like, okay, like this baby gets this name and it's gonna be paired up with this name. Like it just, it literally just was like Riley Joy, Finley Rogue. And Mm. and that's how, I can't even tell you how that happened other than I just truly believe Jesus named
1: them. (laughs) Their names were given to them. Yeah, I do. And then you guys- And I've taken
2: a lot of comfort from that, from their names. That's
1: awesome. Well, you know, the fact that God- you know that I that scripture, and I I know through this time I thought about that scripture a lot. But then how God has, you know, it's, it talks about in Psalms how oh, you have seen my unformed body hmm. in the secret place. Mm-hmm. That you knit me together in my mother's womb, hmm. I and mean, before anyone saw me, you saw me. Yeah. And for me, um, in this whole time, through all this, I mean, and through this, on and through the through the process that we'll we'll talk about more probably. But I I kept being reminded of that 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 while these little girls were brand new to us and and kind of strangers to us in some ways um they weren't strangers to god he uh, he's known them and has and and knows them yeah (laughs) and knows their names knows who they are their personalities knows knows their you know knows um all about them yeah and and that was for me um a comfort and yeah. somehow I just, mm-hmm. the, and and, uh, and also was the, the, also the control thing that we mm-hmm. were, this was out of our control, but he was in control. He mm-hmm. knows these girls. He knows you guys. He knows yeah. all of this. And we, um, at least I took comfort in that mm-hmm. and um, held on to that, Yeah, you know, through this process. So, okay, well we have these babies names and yeah. Megan is doing okay. And Josh though, you, Megan said that Josh came and he had tears in his eyes. Yeah. What was going on, Josh?
3: Yeah. Um, well, when they took us down to see the girls, uh, I mean, everyone was around Finley's bed. And there was one nurse just kind of watching Riley. Riley was um, doing fine. Uh, so but, so the
1: care, the staff there, the medical staff, they were. there was a lot of activity around Finley then. Yeah. She was needing that.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, they had stabilized her enough to where we could, uh, see her and, and, um, be close enough to her that we could actually reach in and, and touch her finger. Mm-hmm. Um, which I was amazed that they were letting us do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I what did the babies time. weigh when they were born? You remember? One pound, one pound five, five ounces. ounces. Yeah. One was, pound, five ounces. One of them was one pound, six ounces. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they were they were little mm. and they they uh, their skin hadn't completely formed. They were pretty translucent.
2: They looked like little gummy bears. Yeah, they, oh and they my.
3: felt like yeah. little gummy bears.
2: But you know, the amazing thing is like they were all like little fingers, yeah. little toes. Like it yeah, just, perfect. you know, because we, you know, like it had been such a smooth pregnancy. So like sometimes you just kind of like forgot that you were pregnant. It was hard to believe there were two babies in there. So that mm. was astounding to just see even at 23 weeks. Just little teeny little people, you little know, people. so tiny. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, what was happening with Finley? There was obviously They had some- told
2: us, I don't remember when, but eventually we had learned that they were, they each had their own placenta and Finley's had been abrupted by about 40% by the time.
3: Abrupted, what does that mean? Am I
2: saying that right?
3: Um. Yeah, that's, I think, I just imagine, I don't know for sure. I, I, I wouldn't want to venture a guess, mm-hmm. but I think. That's probably where the blood was coming from. Yeah. So yeah. it was actually, was the placenta actually torn or? Yeah. It was, yeah, it wasn't intact. Right. Yeah. And so the, she had they already had,
2: lost a lot of blood. They told they us that
3: Finley had lost a lot of blood.
1: So the blood that you were, when they were saying there's a lot of blood, there's a lot of blood that was Finley's, a lot of Finley's blood. I don't know if I it was
3: coming out that of Finley. Works. I don't know how that, yeah. I mean, when we saw Finley, she was beat up. I yeah. mean, she was um, kind of black and blue and, uh, um, and that she, was because of the effort to, to really
1: keep her alive, keep her with you guys. I mean, yeah, I think well, some I'll of it just, was from that. Yeah,
2: I mean, don't I'll never forget that NICU doctor who had like that really hard job that day. But she just said, you know, we I really believe Finley fought really hard to meet you. You know, so she was in trouble before she was even born. They were kind of implying, but she just said, mm. you know, I. Th- feel like she fought hard to meet you and so and and we believe she fought hard for Riley like she gave her you know mm-hmm. that many more hours you know inside so
3: yeah because um, nothing was really going on with Riley yeah Riley so she was just, just kind of hanging out she and, came
2: because Finley had to come yeah, you know so right, yeah, yeah. So, so we got to hold Finley
3: yeah as, they 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 told us that um they had tra- they they had uh brought her back several times that her Heart had stopped, and, um, and that was what a lot of the trauma that, that, that
2: just that, yeah, she, she just so. had tears curious. in her eyes, and she was just asking basically for us to let her stop, you know, because yeah. she was just like, This is really hard on Finley, so uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, you guys were with Finley, you got to hold her, yep.
3: Yeah, we got, got to actually, um, they kept bagging her, but they took her off the ventilator mm-hmm. and so they, they just kept her. providing breaths. Um, mm-hmm. And we held her and, and got to take her over to Riley. and
2: Which was really cool because yeah. that was something, you know, twins, you were looking forward to really? seeing that, you know, mm-hmm. interaction with each other. And yeah. so to get to see them beside each other was really cool. And they like reached out for each other, which is really cool.
3: Yeah, yeah that was awesome.
2: Never forget that. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's a gift right there, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah,
3: And then. And um,
2: that's when, when Finley took her last breath. It was very shortly after that, that Riley just crashed.
3: Yeah. So. There was. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Uh, that was. That, uh, it's a hard day. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, but one of the darkest. <laughs> that was that was a hard but moment. Th- that's yeah. a really like kind of really heavy podcast, but as the, we're like that's hard and super heavy, and I feel like there's just like a little wee bit more of the story that's super heavy, but there's this really cool part of the story that's like a really bright light in the midst of a really dark weekend. Don't give up listening to us.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, people are probably getting t- tissues right now. Oh gosh, <laughs> I know I am. I <laughs> I remember our family being there, you know, and I think, you know, when I look back at this whole experience that it's definitely been yeah huge for Megan and I, and just having family there, um, surround you, supporting you even in that, you know, really, really hard, hard moment.
2: I would say that Josh and I have always been family people. We're both the oldest of like, of our, our sets of siblings and we're really close to our siblings and, um, our parents and so it's not like we were never family people but um we are can be homebodies and like we can mm-hmm. kind of like you know, do our thing and so I think Be some, content.
1: Yeah, just, just the two to, like two of us thing. doing
2: our thing sure. and yeah. um so
1: that's not a bad thing. Yeah, no,
2: people. that's just our personality. Like, right. you know, fun Friday night for us would be like hanging out on the couch watching movies. So just the two of us. But I think definitely through This weekend, and then even as it propelled into something bigger than we could ever have imagined, the family and then even how family is more than just, I mean, you know, I know this is a family podcast, so um, maybe you're listening and you think, well, I don't have like any biological family, you know, just you know know that family is um mm. that's a word that you know describes what these people people are but it's like community you know it can be more than just people who are related to you you know mm, but which i think, we found out. yeah which we found yeah. out you know the importance um the vitalness of community and of in family and we just you know if we weren't made aware of before you know we are not in control thank god he is and we're not meant to walk this life alone so mm. Um, And that was something that really set out to us starting that weekend in the middle of all of that. Mm. Yeah,
1: it's something that I've shared before on the podcast. That you know, my I'm aware that there are people that listen who maybe may feel alone in a sense. Maybe there's a single parent there who's Mm kind of tuned in to get some (laughs) thoughts and ideas and encouragement. And I certainly want our podcast to do that. Um, But one of the things that I I've encouraged people with is that if you don't feel like you have, if maybe you don't have anyone, uh, you know, biological family yeah. member in your community, maybe you live far away from home. Um, I do believe there's an opportunity to connect with a community. Yeah. And, I, and I've, you know, tried to just express that to listeners that, if, you know, if you're feeling alone, well, you've found us. Yeah. So now you're not alone in that sense because we're here for you. We want to encourage you. We want to cheer you on. We also want to help you. Encourage you to connect with a faith community, mm-hmm. a school community, yeah, you know, um, a neighborhood community. Because yeah. I do, I do think I think it's so important, and I do agree with you, Megan, that we're not meant to walk this yeah. life alone.
2: I think or, it's easy to think, you know, especially I don't know parenting and all that. Like I think to, in order to find that community or to you know connect like that, you have to be willing first to be vulnerable, and I think that's something that's hard. Yeah, that's hard for Josh and I cuz we are um, we like to be in control, kind of like that oldest perfectionist, buttoned up a little bit, you know. So, and we were flung into this situation where like, you know, we lived in this this NICU in the midst of these doctors and nurses who walked that with us, you know, um, who well, said you're, Wait, you're getting ahead. Oh, we're getting a ahead. Bit. Okay. You
1: are- but I want to get to that. Okay. I do. yeah. But um, I think what the good point in this is, though, what you guys are, had discovered, Josh, you started by saying our family was there.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, like, our family's there, and if you wanted to jump then is to tell the next part, because the next day when Riley crashes, that's when it explodes. To like, cause so, like, on that day when they were born, that room which is how I would want it to be was like our family. Mm-hmm. But then the next day it was like Riley crashes and we walk in that waiting room. And now it's like all of our siblings had flown in aunts, right. uncles, you know, grandparents, pastors. So it's like, and well, then let's it, go
1: back. Let's go back and it's explain yeah, what, what that then, means. And that's when, when you s-
2: started the update page, right? That
1: yeah. night. Let's go back. What it, What does it mean when you say Riley crashes? I imagine people are listening going, what, what Riley crashes? Sure. What does that mean?
3: Yeah. So Riley, um,
0: Well, um, man, that is just as hard for me to hear as it was to kind of be there. To experience. I I, yeah, I told the dad this earlier. I said there was this part of me that didn't want to uh, listen to these interviews because I just there's some things that are easier not to hear. (laughs) Um, But it's good. It's good to. It is actually good to remember sometimes because you're also remembering what God did and how He brought you through things. So. I, I remember um, Jeff and I actually lived in South Carolina at the time, and we had an entire group of, of, of teenagers with us. Um, the night I got the call, we were in Nashville, Tennessee, and we were a part of a huge youth thing, and we were responsible for teenagers, and we got a call at 10 o'clock at night, and we just rented a car and drove through the night, and I remember, um, I don't, I remember, I don't know, just praying the entire time, but not even being out of have words, but just feeling like very much like I need to get to my best friend as quickly as I can. Yeah. Um and it was yeah. really cool because we were able we got there, you know, maybe ten minutes before we were allowed to go see uh Riley and Finley and right. Megan and Josh and to just be I felt like God just got us there right when we needed to be there and Yeah. I'm, I'm so thankful for that.
1: And, and in fact, there are several other family, close family members that were there too. My my mom and dad were actually in town, and they weren't supposed to be. It was a right. it was a you know fluky thing that they were here and, and or or in the area. They live in Florida. Yeah, they're, they're, God's provision was in in this throughout this whole story. And Megan and Josh relate so many in future episodes here too. They'll they'll share some other um, experiences that just will tell you how you know, they were not alone in this. that God had not forgotten them. And, you know, it's such a tragic story. It's a hard story. And, it you know, for us, as we listen to it back, you know, we have real tears even right now while we're recording. Brittany's a mess over there, so. What? Uh, <laughs> I am not emotional at all. Jeez.
0: Wait wait it's to throw me in the bus there, Dad.
1: <laughs> but that's okay. It's okay. Cause, because, here's the thing. This is a powerful story of love. This is a powerful story of Um, Of God's presence and meeting us in a hard, hard place and I just have to think that maybe there's some listeners that are hearing this that have been through some hard, hard things or maybe you're going through something right now that's really, really hard unbearably hard and I just hope that this story Megan and Josh's testimony and story um, our story is helpful for you, that you know that God loves you more than anything else and he's with you in the midst of, of a dark place
0: and, if you're, and the, if you're that listener, just keep listening because you're going to continue to see the goodness of God and that there's hope um, even after the storm. So yeah, just keep amen. listening.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is a hard story, but it's incredibly encouraging too and uplifting. Yeah. And, and that, that's why we wanted to, to feature this and, and share this. So we're taking time uh, to break this up into some episodes. This is going to be a five-part series where uh, we just completed uh episode two, and uh, so stay tuned next week for episode yeah. three.
0: See ya in episode three!
1: Thanks a lot, everyone. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye, everyone.
1: Brittany needs some Kleenex
0: hands Yeah, I have to go pull myself together. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany here from the Roots and Wings podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to these. I just wanted to make sure that you were aware of the other cool things that my dad has been a part of. He is a children's singer-songwriter. He has lots of different CDs out there, and he travels around doing concerts for kids and families. If you are interested in learning more about that, feel free to check out his website at www.chiprichter.com or email me because I'm actually his booking agent email me at brittany b-r-i-t-t-a-n-y at chipburther.com thanks so much
1: there's a party going on in the ladybug's living room living room